um, I'll share with you a thought process. Um, there's two parts to the thought process. Thinking about should I start talking about Purim now? I said maybe. I mean, no. Let me see. So you may look at look look at one of my over the years I've given twenty plus years worth of two or three shmuzim on Purim. Some of them are overlaps, but I look at something old. And then over Shabbos I had I was in the Laker for Shabbos and I had an experience and I mentioned to one of my old Talmudians I was in Laker for Shabbos. He says, you know, he remembers every time I would go to Laker for Shabbos I'd come back and I'd say shmuz about my experiences like on Shabbos. So I actually had an experience in Lake Shabbos I want to share with you. And I said, wow, look at that. That's my share that you know, I should be able to remind it that I used to do that. So um, we were Shabbos Shabbos, my very close friend. And the, so he, the beginning of Shabbos, the beginning of the Shabbos, he gets up and he says, I'm seeing, and he starts saying thank you to his wife for putting together the chas the, the in such short notice, and etc. You know, he starts making the whole list of thank yous. And he says, so we were the only uh, non-family members there for the Shabbos Shabbos. So uh, he thanked the Rheingolds, he says, because when they got married in Carlisle, they, they actually lived next door in the apartment building to us, which means we shared this, this very thin paper wall between the two of us for a few years. Um, he says that they, they gained the tremendous amount of she'ifis they, they, based on their, their, their friendship with the Rheingolds next door. My wife was like, what did they gain from us? I, don't, I have no idea. But what I did gain from them was a lot of, a lot of ideas about she'ifis from their lives. So I want to share with you that. So um, he has put out a safer a few swarm called the Kute Shoshanim and I was once talking to the uh, to Mr. Beagleizer Mr. Beagleizer maybe it's almost nine you know there's an average of 250 new swarm which come out every week nowadays between all the, the different you know light learning Torah Baruch Hashem and there's you know different mixoyas and people you know putting out their own Kedushi Torah and uh, which is mind-boggling especially swarm in Kate's the Pesach says you know, the more storm you make, the less case, the longer the case is going to be, according to one shot in the Pesach, because you have to win all the Torah before Mashiach comes. So what's going to be? Okay, but that, hopefully that's not, a, that's not the shot. Um, um, but it's a storm in case, there's no limit. Now, now, most of them, or many of them, unless it's like, you know, a very important mitzvah, which hasn't really been well discussed, they don't sell so well. You know, the person sells the safer, doesn't sell so well. And even if it sells, like, you know, you know, you look at it a few times, you put it on the shelf, and you never, you know, it doesn't really get used. person puts, puts out Chidush Torah on a Masechta, there's very few swarm. If, it, it's, if it's a Likud safer and he's taka good at it, so maybe, you know, because my Rekhamis, Likudim, etc. But a person writing his safer with his own Chidushim doesn't usually uh, make it. His safer is, made it. Uh, I, 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 actually, I was holding, I mean, I have all the copies of the swarm with the, he gave me his Matanas. I was holding one one time, and Frank says, "Oh, we, you, we were in Lake with Carlo, and you know, in the, the Carlo in, the, in Los Angeles, we were learning the Suga Ribbis. We used that safer. Like, I met somebody else somewhere. He says, "Yeah, I was learning, you know, Babea, So of course we use a safer. Like, it, it's used, and that's quite an extraordinary thing that a safer, which is used, and it's used not by you know, like high level to the are using the safer. So that was a comment which came up multiple times over the Shabbos that his safer is used." So what's unique about the Sefer? So I was thinking about it, and I think after like the 
sixth different speaker who mentioned the fact that his Swarim are learned, etc. You know, his, his share was very proud of it. Uh, you know, he spoke and mentioned it, and then, you know, that this Shroger mentioned it, and that Shroger mentioned it, and that, you know, it was like, okay. Um, he's a person who's willing to take a sugya and learn it. And learn it. And learn it. Until he gets a chlor. And if he has a point doesn't understand, so he'll go back and work it out. And he doesn't say Grasha Khadushim. He works through the Sheetas Risharim and the Sugya, what the Rabban is learning, what the Rashba is learning, what the Rizwa is learning, how they're different, how they're the same, how they saw the flow of the Gemara, what problems they had, there, there are in each one of them, the Mahalchim, how could you answer those, those things? And then he references to all the little places in the parak where the Ramban or the Rashba Rizwa seems like something which fits with that or not. So you get a very comprehensive picture of what you're learning. So, at the end of the day, what he's really giving you is the Risharnam on the Sugya in a very, very clear way with a lot of tremendous amount of thought. He's a very patient person and he's able to sit to do that, that you know, to, and uh, he does that and he does it and he plugs at it. He's, he spends most of the day learning by himself, not with a rooster, because he needs to work this out and he's been doing this 34 years in Carlo. He's still in Kabul, 34 years, I guess. Um, such turns on the patience. And it got me thinking, and I would juxtapose it to a different experience I just had recently. I was in the Shabbos before. I was in Motsi for Shabbos. In Motsi Shabbos, I went to a, pro, a, a, a Malaba Malka, a CEO Malaba Malka, for a program called Vaharivna. Some of you probably heard of it. So I heard a lot about it over Shabbos because the family I was staying by lives next door to a person also named, they're both named Rudabha Newman, not related at all. Rudabha Newman is the safer, Rudabha Newman, who's the person who's the founder of Maharavna. And so I got to hear all the stories about the program and how much he, he, you know, people have spoke about it and his own person's own personal story of how he got into it, etc. And I met Moti Shabbos by his house because he needed to get out quickly to Malka, so we made a minion by the house. So I got to meet him. He invited me personally to come to the event to see the event. So what's this event? This is a program called Aravna, which is a, that we should make Torah sweet. How do you make Torah sweet? Kazring it. That's it. He says he, he started this program with boys who were going, getting at risk. They weren't, you know, and he did a he did a, a survey with these boys. Their their enjoyment level of learning Gemara, and they came back with ones and twos out of ten. So he says, I can promise you one thing. If you'll take a Gemara, you get it down the base of Pshat and Gemara, no Gersetara, the base of Pshat and Gemara, and Chazerit. And Chazerit, and Chazerit, you'll enjoy the Gemara. That's, that's all he said to them. And he pushed these boys. He says, I promise you, just try it. What do you have to lose? Just try it. He started with these boys. And a year later, these boys were coming back with nines and tens. Their satisfaction level of learning Gemara. So he started that program. So then he started a program for younger boys, for mitzvah boys, to, to, to finish the Masech, and Chazer it multiple times. That's... So I was by this event, Mazish Shabbos, and I was met while over there, one of my Talmudim from Tells. So we had a nice conversation. He tells me that there's also a Balabatim program. What happened was that there was a well-to-do businessman whose son was in program number one. 
and the Balabas was just struck tremendously about how his son had turned around his kesha for learning, etc. So he felt that something which really would energize Balabatim. So he went to Rabbi Newman, gave him a check for a million dollars. He says, I would like a Balabatim program in three days. He said, okay. So there's 40 Chaburas already doing it. And they underwrite, they give out Gemaras, and they give out, there's incentives along the way, etc. And they make uh, a seum, and they make a seum. So this young man, this young man, is in his 40s already, this says to me that, you know, he's, he's in this program, he's learning that but besides that he's doing this Chazor program. And it's such a very gishmak. He, he says the, the, the message of the Rav, who's, who's the minister of the program in, in their shul, is not more than four Rashi's and a Nomad. And the Gemara at a ninth grade level, basic shot, what the more ask, what the more answer, very basic points. Just keep clustering it again and again until you have it clear. He says, and that's what he does. And it's just very geschmack because you're not working out every single detail. I saw myself, when I, said, when I, when I, I had a frustration. When I was at Buckler and Tells, there was no such thing as finishing the sentence. We didn't have this. In the high school, there was no. There was no the key is We went very, very quickly for a Seder. Um, we did about 50 blot in a year for a Seder. And we learned it the whole day. So you would prepare it for a Seder. Even ninth grader, the Bokram prepared the Gemara before Shear. And we prepared the Gemara for a Seder. Then you learned it in Shear. Then you chaz it a second Seder. You chaz it at night Seder. So we would, we would learn it in Gemara. The day that we learned it, we would learn it four times. Then every week there was Chazor Sashua. Thursday and Friday was Chazor. And again, you'd learn the first Seder, Shear, second Seder, and night Seder. So at the end of the week, you learn the Gemara eight times. Then every, every Zman, there was Chazar Zman. And again, you learn the Gemara four times, first Seder, Shear, second Seder, and night Seder. So at the end of the Zman, without doing anything extra, you learn the Gemara 12 times. But we do about 50 blood a year. We go more quickly. Um, that was the pace that we did. And don't get me on a rant about that topic. Okay, it's a different issue. And so, over the four years of Mechidus, I did, I did 200 blot of Gemara at least 12 times. But there was Mechidus after the Zaman. The Mechidus, I think I mentioned to you, some of you one time, the Mechidus and Tells, and not like that anymore. There's no written Mechidus. There's only an oral for hair. At the end of the Zaman, there's an oral for hair. Bacham would come into the Shear. We would all be there. The Rashivas would come in. You'd have three Rashivas would come in together. And they would at, they'd go up and down the rows and ask a question. That was your grade for the Zaman. That one question. So you had to do everything in the parak as best as you could because you don't you had no idea what your question is going to be. Now, if you didn't know, you had ten seconds to start answering. If you didn't answer, then it was free for all. Anybody in the room could try and give give an answer, and they would call out, you know, and the Rashivas would pick somebody, and he would say his answer, etc. So you had the pressure was on. You had to, within ten seconds recognize the question, recognize the answer, and start talking. So we we and then that was your grade for this month. The Rebbe, who, you know, sometimes, you know, after they would finish, the Bachman would walk out, the Rebbe would stay with the Rosh Hashimahs, and he would, you know, try and push them a little bit, etc. You know, they, you know, he didn't so well know the question, yeah, but he learned very well, so hit up your mark a little bit. But that's as far as it went. So, if you wanted to get a good grade, you really, you know, 12 times is not enough. So, during Chazar Sazman, there's guys who every night were when they turn it to 1 2 in the morning. And you, you pounded the Gemara again and again and again and again. So, Mustama, each man, we learned every Gemara about 20 times. 
and it was very kashmak because it's hard to learn that. I found like when you got to the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth time, things which didn't, weren't clear started, started fitting in. I missed this point over here, and now I understand why it's here. Everything I started seeing a bigger picture, especially when you're causing not one blood, two blood, you're causing a parrot. And you start seeing the parak in context. By the fifth time, you're starting to show the Gemara, the beginning of the parak, the end of the parak, and that's why it's here. And, that, and you start seeing pictures. You start seeing things making sense. And all of a sudden, this Gemara, which is very challenging, it's not the standard American thought process of how to present information, started having a picture which seemed to fit. And I remember that experience. And I, I remember that I, I would just sit there and I just loved Chazarim. You know, my life is more busy now, and I have all the excuses why I don't have time to chazer, which is not true. But that's and that was his point. If you, if you take a balabas and just do it the basic, you'll find by the fourth or fifth time. Like I, I took a masech one time, and they didn't have a masech They didn't. They didn't push finishing masechus. It was all just a thing. Not my day. Now they do. You know, they do that. But you know, guys have you know they they learn slower for seder and second seder nowadays. In base Middle, she did the same pace second seder. So it was basically it was about fifty blot first seder, fifty blot second seder. So I learned Babakam, I had nineteen blot left to do. I learned Babab C and I had about twenty about fifteen blot left to do. Like why did I ever think about not finishing it, you know, finishing the Masech already? I never thought of it. When I do lunchtime, I used to I had, I had you know, I used to learn I learned Tanakh. At Harusa we went through most of Tanakh together. Um, uh, we learned some small Masechas together. Because of what I was learning, like, I never put it together. I don't know, but, you know, I should maybe finish it. I came you I gotta finish. So, I said, you know what? The best way to finish is you start from that base and go straight. I'm, I'm in Numos to the blood anyway. So, I would learn every Gemara. I would learn it every morning, get up early. That was, I would learn it once then. I would learn it once later in the day. Besides a regular storming yeshiva. And then, every Arab Shabbos and Shabbos, I would cause over those five blot for the, for the week, from Sunday through. Thursday was 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 a blot of blot a day. Learned twice on the day. Friday and Shabbos I would cause that plus the five blot from the week before. So every Shabbos I was learning ten blot of Gemara. I had a, and I was causing it. You know, every Gemara was woman fourth time. By the fourth time, things started making sense. You know, I had a cash and I realized the cash on the cash anymore. I didn't show it so much because I, I didn't know. But by the fourth time, I, 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 my clarity of learning the Gemara made things make sense. And sometimes, okay, once I got it, you know, you'd, you'd cause it a few times, make sure you got it. So I decided one time, I, the first big mishap that I finished was the door. Big mishap, the 90 block. And the Shiva did not have any type of Chazorah program, any type of beginner program, any type of incentives. But I wanted to have a Chazorah to Chazor. So I went over to Shiva Rebchayim and I asked him, can I please take a Chazorah on the Mishapta? Thereby being Mishapta myself, I have to really Chazorah as well. So he said, fine. So myself and Rashiva Gifter together will give you a fahir or a fahir on the Masechta after Sukkot Ben Azmanim. So it's 90 blots, 6 blot a day, 15 days. You cause over the Masechta, 6 blot a day, and you'll take a bachir on it. He didn't tell me that, that, that was what it basically came down to. I had to do 6 blot a day to Chazer. I met Simchus Torah, and I met you know, Shminat Zeris, and I met Hoshana Rabba, 6 blot a day. But as you kept, you know, and not once, because you're taking an oral for hair and a whole from the Torah Shashivas, right? But you chazered it, and you chazered it, and you chazered it, and, and things started making sense. You know, questions which I had, you started fitting in. And there was this tr- tremendous point of chazorah of, I'm not going to answer every single question, I'm not going to send everything, but if I, if, I, if I can chazor over the basic points, 
again and again, just make sure I can speak it out clearly and get it clearly. The disciple says if you can stay over the Gemara in your own words, like reframe it in the sense that it would be, make sense to you, that's equivalent to four Chazars, he says. <clears throat> and I went to see him. I went to see him and I saw these boys. You know, some of these boys, they, they, the boys finish, you know, small ones after some boys finish Tumid. No problem. See him, Tumid. Some boys finish Sukkah, Megillah. But they'd chazer the Gemara 10 times, 15 times, 20 times. The minimum that you had get the, get the see him being sponsored was four times, I think. But there's boys in there many more times. But this, 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 this town mine, the Balabas, who said his son was there for that program, the <laughs> Barbitza boy program, 11, the 12 and 13 year olds. He told me he's causing Gemara's, you know, multiple, multiple times. Sukkot, during Sukkot, the Rav was a Chenna Sabachov, the Rav of Shul was saying over Gemara, he quoted a Gemara, he quoted a Blah. You know, Sukkot, Membe, Nam Gimel. So one of the Balabatans raised his hand and said, you know, you know very apologetically, he says, you know, the Rav Shulikin, I think it's Membe, it's not Nam Gimel. She said, you're right. How'd you know? He says, I had that Gemara over a hundred times. So he knew where it is. Now, some people tell me they can't remember where blood are, you know, where it is in the Sefta. I promise you, try it. By the hundredth time, you'll remember where it is. I promise you. You'll remember where it is by the hundredth time. You can't prove me wrong. I mean, try. I, I don't care. I don't know. Prove me wrong or right. I don't care. <laughs> you know. When a person is conveyor that, 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 you know, I have to tell you, we, we learned very quickly. First Seder, second Seder, you know, we, when I was in Mechina, we had a Halacha Seder, we had a, a, a Nabi Seder, we had a Chumash Seder, we had a, you know, a Gemara. We did, in four days a week, we did, we did over a blot a week in four days in Shia. We did 50 blot in 40, 40 weeks. And remember, seven of those weeks were Chazar. So you did 33 weeks, it was about a blot and a half a week in four days. That was the pace for a Seder in high school. What do you do Thursday night Mishmar? You don't want something else. You chaz it over to Gemara. The, the goal of Thursday night Mishmar was the chaz over everything you would learn that week. Get one more chazar in before you go to bed. That was the goal of Thursday night Mishmar. And there was no chalmut. There's no food out of Mesh Matters. Mesh Matters was a totally different building. Drinking wasn't allowed in Mesh Matters, except for late Thursday, late, late Thursday night. The, you know, the guys, you know, they, they bring, you know, guys bring some water or something like that. But the goal wasn't another limud. Just do it again. But everything you learned that week, well, you know, in base medicine already, so you learned about th- two or three blot a week between first and second Seder, plus you learned halacha, plus you learned chumash, plus you... So, chazrit. And that was the goal for Thursday night. One more chance to look at the Gemara. And we chazrit, and we chazrit, and we chazrit. So this cover of mine is what he's been doing for the last 35 years. But he's doing it not just with the Gemara Rashi Tosis. He's doing Gemara Rashi Tosis with the Ramban and the Rashi with the Ritvo, etc. But he's learning it again and again and again until he has it clear. And he's willing to do that. So of course it's safe for cells. Like, you know, it's not, you know, Taras Beryl. So Taras Beryl maybe will sell. Maybe not, you know. You know Taras Yankel 
it's Taras Ramban, Ritvor, Rashba. You want to hear what the Ramban Ritvor Rashba say? Well, I can't figure it out sometimes because I'm confused. I I'm not aware that there's another Ramban later on in the parish talks about it. I remember one time when we learned Chesedabatim, I said Kaburas and Chesedabatim over here, you know, I said Shir and Chesedabatim. So, famous between the, the, the Ramban and, and the Ksois, the getter of Chesedgim Moshonim. So everybody quotes a Ramban. It says, excuse me, before you start, you know, there's five Rambans in the parakel talk about it. So you need to say all five Rambans before you're going to say what the Ramban is. But, you know, nowadays we get stuck. Okay, nowadays it's not so bad because you have the... the, the uh, Cheat swarm, which tell you where, where what to look, you know. But they don't, even those that didn't weren't so good to tell you about all of them. But if you learned the whole parak a few times already beforehand, and you've seen all the rambans, but if, if you cause a few times, you realize, oh, the ramban and membeis is very important. Memalif is important to know to understand the ramban back in the and chavtes and lamed vav. You got to see all of them to understand what the rishit ramban is. Well, how do you know that? You're not going to get it the first time. That's okay. So you get it the second time. Now, the, the goal isn't, you know, to, to say, okay, I'm going to finish Shas. You know, you have to have Shiva for Godless. I'm going to finish Shas. That's not the goal. The goal is to learn what you're learning well. And learn it well and absorb it. And absorb it well enough. Then, then you'll add some more. And you'll find as you go along, first of all, it gets easier to learn Shas. So... Somewhere along your journey, you know, it's very, learning Tosis is very challenging. Tosis, part of it's of, of the, the, the job of Tosis is to challenge this Gemara based on other Gemaras and Shas. Right? You know, Tosis says, yeah, but, you know, yeah, but what about the Gemara over there in Bayer? What, what, what about the Gemara over there in, 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 in Bumba Mencia, Bumba Kava? That's what part of what Tosis does. Tosis wants to make it, we should have a coherent understanding of the Sugya with all of the Sugyas and Shas which are relevant to it. So I'm learning Bamatsiya, I'm learning Mukisuvis, and I don't know the Gemara in Bamabasa yet. So I've got to go look up the Gemara and figure out what the Gemara means, figure out what, what, and then go back to what Tosis was asking from the Gemara, and then figure out Tosis' terrorists and how Tosis fits into the Gemara. It's very tedious. Right? I must him. It is. But at some point along your journey, you don't have to do that anymore. Also, you realize, you know, oh, he's quoting Gemara. I saw the Gemara. I remember what it asked. The Gemara said this and this and this. Okay, so Tosh is asking this and this. Tosh answered this and this. You know, it gets easier. They want Rebaran Cutler, Mishnah Rebaran says, you know, somebody said to me, "How should I to finish to finish us?" You know, nowadays we're a good kasha at the pace of 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 you know, Yeshiva does seven, eight, ten blot a year, twelve, fifteen blot a year. So you do your math. There's there's two thousand seven hundred plus blood and jazz. You divide it by fifteen, and you figure out how many years you have to live, right? You know the higher math to figure out how many years you have to live, right? To be able to right, finish us, right? My mathematicians, please, right? It's, it's, it's about somewhere in the area of two hundred years, right? From the time you're all die, you know, because you know you're not doing it when you're five years old, right? Since it's a mistake. Because your 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 abilities get better as you get older. He says, but if I but if I make it my goal to finish, you know, I gotta finish. I gotta finish. The guy says I have to learn it well. And I learn it well, and I learn one thing, I learn another thing, and I learn another thing, and eventually it starts you start having uh, what to fall back on. 
But just pace yourself. Just accept that. So people tell me that you know, the way you finish us is you learn yeshiva like excellent the blah, and then you go out and become a loss. You don't know I mean. I mean, the first time somebody told me that, <clears throat> I do have a sense of self-control, but I almost didn't. I wanted to hit him. Um, I probably should turn off the uh, recorder for this. But the same Shas, not the last one, but the one before. So the last one was in the um, MetLife Stadium. The one before, I went with my son to Madison Square Garden. Um, so that's like 14 years ago. And most of the drushas were in Yiddish. And they had a simultaneous translation from Yiddish into English, you know, with the earphones going. Um, the last time they didn't do that, they did it with the cell phone calling in, so the, in my said crashed, because you had like 90,000 people trying to call the same cell number. It didn't work. Um, but the time before, they did the simultaneous translation. And so, one person speaking, another one, another one, and all of a sudden, one person, my son says to me, he says, Ta, why are they translating? Why aren't they translating? So, <laughs> I started laughing. I said, because this person is getting up and he's blasting Dr. Army. He got up in Yiddish. You know, we figured, I guess the people understand Yiddish deserve to hear it. The people understand English, they didn't want to translate it for. He says, that's how you learn. You learn without thinking. Dr. Army was created by Ramir Shapiro. For people who were who were Tamilikum who had finished Shas and hadn't hazarded it, and they're not gonna learn Shas the first time with Afyam. So maybe they missed the small Masetla somewhere. It's okay, you know, you know, Nebuch, the person he never learned Arachan. He never learned Samura, Croesus, Meila, you know. Okay, good, so but these people weren't weren't using art scrolls to help them understand Gomorrah. They know how to learn. My, my Rashim Rukhaim, started Daf Yomi by the second cycle of Daf Yomi. Except for the years that he was in Siberia during the war, he kept up with it. Um, and he was the, the Messiah in, um, in Madison Square Garden. He was the Messiah. That was his like ninth cycle of Daf Yomi. You know, he was talking about well, he wouldn't, you know, stop. But, you know, it was a chance to cause over more than he knew already. And he'd write horrors for himself on the side, etc., different thing, you know, you know, right, you know, that that person should learn Shas through Dafyami is because we're not disciplined enough to do it ourselves. So we say, okay, well, at least we have a program which forces us to do it. And now, Mice, we're not really Roy to do it, so we need somebody to help us. So we have the art scrolls of the world to help us. You know, the, the Hebrew version is a little bit firmer than the, the, than the English version, you know. There's the Yiddish version, you know, that is even firmer than the Hebrew version, you know. That's not the point. The point is a person is supposed to learn how, to, you know, develop skills in yeshiva, A, develop ideas in yeshiva, B, and use those, those skills and ideas to walk through Shas as you continue through life. My brother-in-law, when he left Carlo, started working. 
and he moved away from the yeshiva. So he never heard at the beginning. So he would call me with his questions, the circus he was learning. So he's learning, he's going through, he's continuing learning through shots. So he calls me up the first time, he says, he has a kasha. I said, okay, well, I can help you. So he said, he has, he's learning the round in the back over there, and he has a kasha, like, da 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 I said, Moish, like, I'm not holding that sugil, give me a second. You know, like, you know, like, it was the third parak of Kedushin, the round in the back, that he's working out the details of the shita. Does that mean, that's what a balabas means, that's what it means a balabas is learning Gemara. Not the hour a day, you know. I told my Tamidim and tells, you know, says, I'm not against a person coming about the bus. Says, there's five types of about them. The first about the bus is, it doesn't learn, it's not an option. You're not learning. You know, his life's too busy, he's muish, he can't do it, he gives up. No. But the second one says, but not learning. So he goes, he goes every night to the Baruch Hashem, and he falls asleep. He's very tired, he works very hard, he cares for his family, but he understands the Cheshivas of learning. Why is he tired? The bus will from the bench. He falls asleep in Jir. Okay, he'll get credit in Shemai. The third Bala bus goes to the Fyrman, he pushes, stays awake, he listens, and he stays awake, etc. The fourth Bala bus goes to Shir, and he's mama, he participates. He's awake, he asks questions, maybe suggests an answer here and there. And the fifth Bala bus says the Shir. Why are you accepting yourself being one, numbers one, two, three, four? If you're going to be number five, so you know what? It takes time to prepare for this year. I don't. I haven't finished shots myself yet, right? So you say, "How am I going to do it? How can I present this year?" I just start. Start. You know, make a rotation. I, I know what, they have a rotation. They take turns preparing. Okay, so I only have to prepare once a week. You're preparing a Gomorrah. That's a whole different. Pre- you're a- working through the details because you need to answer anybody's question. That's not stam superficial learning. That's thinking already. She one time said, you know, somebody, she was a very big proponent of learning m- more and quickly, etc. So once somebody wrote a letter to Rishi Yeshiva, the Rishiva believes in learning Bikiyas. I heard the Rishiva believes in learning Bikiyas. That was the wrong thing to say to a Bikiyas. So in the next shuls, the Rashiva gets up and he says, Anime Shriven, you know, somebody said, you know, the shuls in Yiddish. And somebody sent me a letter that, that, I, that, I, that I believe in learning Bikiyas. I don't know what the word means. Bikiyas is used to describe people who learn without thinking. How's that Bikiyas? So what does it mean? And that's not called learning. So a learner on a cup, you should learn without a head? What do you mean you learn without a head? How, what do you mean you learn without thinking? Well, just, just you have to think. You have to think faster. So I asked Rashiva after the Shemuz, can Rashiva please explain to me how you train yourself to think faster? That was the answer. It was very helpful. Um, I, still don't know, I still don't know the answer to the question. Right? How do you train yourself to think? But, but eventually I understood what he was saying. You know, from his vantage point, you know, like, you know, I have to tell you, they say that on the 25th time around shots, it's easier. That's what they say, you know. It's probably true. What does that help us? You know, you know, but that Nakuda, that there is a point of learning it and realizing it, you're going to need more information to answer the question. That's not, a, not, that's not called not thinking. 
That's called understanding. I, I, if, I, if I open up I open up a physics book and I read the first page and I have a question, I understand the book's going to answer the question. Just give me time to read the book. She used to make fun of that. Says, you know, the other end of the spectrum is the guy who's the, the lambda in the first word. She used to say, Arba Ovis Nazikin. Arba Ovis Nazikin. Arba Ovis. There's only three Ovis. Arba Ovis. There's only three. Ah, Nazikin. Terence. You know, that's what she was response to that. Was, you know, says, so the person asks him a kasha. He says, you know, it's a good kasha. The more enough test asks the cash. So what are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to suspend your mind to Daftes? You're supposed to know Daftes. You know, I, I, I give you a marshal. Yavamis. I mean, Yavamis is, we don't know Yavamis in Yeshiva. For uh, the reason is because Yavamis is very challenging. Yavamis, you cannot learn Daf Beis, Daf Gimel, Daf Zion, Daf Ches, Daf Tes, Daf Yud, until you learn Daf Yuzayin and your Ches and your Tes. And Chof. And Chavzayin, Chavches, and Chavtes, and Lamed. You can't learn Chavzayin until you learn that basic. You can't do it. So what's the answer? So Rimnachim in, in, in the mirror when they were learning, he didn't say Shir for the first month. He said everybody should learn the first thirty blocks. How many times? As many as you can. Basic shot, Gemara Rashi. Learn it thirty. Learn it over the first thirty blocks. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times. Now we can start learning the Gemara. Because you can't discuss everything on page one if you haven't read page 40. Yes, yeah, so sometimes you, need, you, need, you just need somebody to tell you how to do that. So sometimes you need to think about it over here. Sometimes you realize that you don't, you don't have enough information to think about it over here. So you can raise the question and say, I don't know, and go weiter. Meshiva one, one time told us that somebody sent a, sent a question to the stifler, uh, to the to the rugged shover. The rugged shover wrote back a list of marmakomis. The person said he could not make head or tails out of the list of marmakomis. <coughs> so, was the, 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 the Rashiva had two postcards from the rugged shover. He sent questions to the rugged shover. Rugged shover had responded to him. Like anything in those days, you know, you send the kasha to the rugged shover to get an answer. You know. So he got the, the, the he showed us he showed us the cards he, he had the postcards from the rocket shower and he gave one time he gave a whole shear on the on the on the postcard you know the three few three, three three lines on the postcard this is list of armakarmas it, it doesn't make any sense so finally cop what it is it's all choices and shahs with live shmir like you listed like fifteen twenty choices and shahs with choices and kasha doesn't do with hurts it's okay the live shmir sometimes I don't know. Rashi one time walked in the Sharia about you know, somebody you know gave him the whole thing. How, how, how can you go right to you don't understand all the answers to your terrors? He says. So he went through X amount of Kvegas with Kvega by Sarachin. He says, you know, Kvega had Sarachin and Kvega went to sleep that night. Sometimes the answer you don't know and go right there. Sometimes you realize if you go right there, you'll figure out the answer. But, but that's clear that getting stuck on something it's important to think, but getting stuck on something keeps you from getting the information that you need. So of course you're not going to be happy. So you write down what bothers you, which she would say, used to write down, and go right there. And you'll find some point in time you have the answer to your question most of the time. And, and, and this process of doing it again and again, so the she'ifa for godless, we sell she'ifa for godless, you come a God of the door. No, uh, that's not what you're selling. She'ifa for godless is that you want 
to know what you're learning. You want to know it well. You want to make it your, it belongs to you. And if you do that a little bit at a time, you look at five years of learning, whether you're yeshiva or not, whatever you're doing, you're going to cause it, you're going to learn it well, you're going to write it down, you're going to figure it out, you're going to clear over a period of time. You look back, you know what? I, I actually have, have been kind of a chalik of shah. I've been kind of a chalik of Torah. I actually know this. And that's what the she'ifa we need to push ourselves is to make sure that the, what we're learning is ours, it belongs to us through chazara, through thinking through writing, through r- thinking it through yourself, etc.